Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Les. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Yeah, hello! It's old Uncle Joe and old Auntie Mark. Yoo-hoo! Hello! That was a good aunt. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. You don't see a lot of Yoo-hoo anymore. Yoo-hoo, the, uh, the beverage? Yeah. No, I was never a Yoo-hoo guy. What? I liked it. Oh, I hated Yoo-hoo. Love Yoo-hoo. It's chocolatey goodness. No, I make my own chocolate milk. And I used to go Hershey syrup first, then pour the milk on top. Oh, that's ballsy. That's not good, but that way you can see the amount you're putting in. I like to see the percentage. Uh, I was a visual guy. It disappears when you put the milk first. Yeah, you put the milk first, it just goes in there like coming in an ass. You You gotta eyeball it. Yeah, I don't like to eyeball. I like eyeball chambers. What the hell's that? A, like a skull fuck? That's from Stand By Me. Oh, oh the film, oh. not the song. I see. Well, uh, remember, remember the show Step by Step? Of course, day by day. Cody, the retarded cousin who lived in the basement, loved Cody. Yeah, he was yeah. like a surfer retard. Yes, he uh, he actually got in trouble for beating his wife in real life. Oh wow! I, well. I was watching it with my mom once, and she was like, "I hate this guy." I was like, well, "How do you hate Cody?" <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, he uh, beat his wife or his girlfriend, and it was in the paper. I was like, oh, I don't read the paper. I'm six. Cody made the papers? Apparently. Good for Cody. I guess. You haven't seen him since, by the way. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, that's that's power for the court. You play a retard on a TGIF sitcom in 87. But well, I mean, yeah, I guess Matt LeBlanc was a retard, and he was in Friends. <laughs> I haven't seen him around. Or I guess he's been on HBO. But my no, he's is, got a TV show. What are oh, you talking okay. about? He's man with a plan. Well, there you go. That, that kills your retard point. What he wasn't? What do you mean? He wasn't. A, he was half a tart. He, I mean, he was like, "How you doing? I like sandwiches. I'm Italian." He was just a dum dum. Oh, he was a dum dum. All right. Well, Cody <laughs> would take milk. He would drink milk. I thought this was pretty. Oh, pretty I remember good this bag. This kid. Yes. Here. Would take, I remember. He would chug milk and hold it in his mouth. Then he would take the syrup, uh-huh. put that in his mouth, and then just and swish it around. Swish yes. Swish it up, and then he would have chug milk. Isn't that funny how that lingers? I have that same thing. Cause I don't remember much about the show. I remember yeah. the the sexy guy from Dallas, uh-huh. and then the hot chick from the the videos. The wait, who? The hamstring oh, videos. Oh, oh, uh, thigh mask. Summers, Suzanne, Suzanne Summers. Summers, and then I forget Woo-wee. the husband's name. He was she a hunk. Gave me a spring. Yeah, he was in. Dallas, I think. What was his name? Luke Perry. Oh, Pat Duffy. Pat. Wow. <laughs> Great what a pull. pull. What a pull. Wow. You're a step-by-step fucking master. Maybe I am. Well, the kid on the show's name was Mark. Remember when you were a kid and somebody had your name? But you had everybody. Everybody had your name. You got the most popular name I on the I can't planet. think of a big Joe, though. Bazooka Joe. Sloppy Joe. Well, that's not great. G.I. Joe. Oh, G.I. Joe was something. Yeah. I never got into that, though, because it was a cartoon. I told right. we talked about this before. Right. At a very young age, four or five, I was off of cartoons already. Oh, really? Yeah, I wanted a live action. No Simpsons. You missed some well, great Well, Simpsons is a, is a comedy. I like it in okay. The Simpsons. Oh, comedy's okay. Like, that's like an adult thing. That's an adult show. Sure. But also for kids. But I'm talking like G.I. Joe, He-Man, uh, Thundercats. Thundercats. I, that was all... I'm with you. I got out of that gay. pretty early, yeah. 
Um, I wasn't even in a sci-fi that early. Like, I got out of that pretty quick. And wrestling, I might add. Some of these kooks with their wrestling, these 88-year-old guys, oh, I love Macho Man. What are you kidding? Yeah. Well, that, dweeb. People think that about me. We might have talked about this before, because I did The Ultimate Warrior. Yes. Because I was way into wrestling from 88 to 93. I mean, I was I was, I was, was as into wrestling as you are step by me. Uh, step by step. You're making a face. What's going I'm on? Just, just checking the okay, we're good. The levels are good. Okay, I got good some comments levels. about the levels on we the got, week over the weekend. No producer. Well, we have a producer, but he's not here. He lives in an ivory tower. We gotta get Shelby down here. I don't episode. want him in my home. I don't. Care. <laughs> <laughs> I put him in a cupboard or something. <laughs> maybe we should get a spot, a place. Love you, Shelbo. Yeah, maybe we'll get him a little box or something. No, he said us. Break. We'll get like a little like a rug with a roof. Wait, wait, what? We'll a get studio. An <laughs> Should we get a studio? I've thought about this. I don't but know. We, but we we'd lose our margins. We here. got some options, but they're on like the East Village yeah. and Alphabet A. Yeah. And... I had a girl come up to me last night. She goes, "I got a podcast studio." I was like, "Really? So you could use it? Where is it? Bushwick?" Ah, oh, come, come on. on. I'm done with Brooklyn. I might not ever set foot in Brooklyn again. Wow. Don't let the hipsters hear that. Oh, uh, wait. What was I talking Oh, wrestling. Oh, people think, because Ultimate Warrior, people think I'm a wrestling guy now. They're like, yeah. you watch SummerSlam? And I'm like, I, I watched it in 1992. Yeah, when with, it mattered. Yeah, I, but I, I grew out of that. In 92, you were what, 11? 10. Uh-huh. April of, I was, April, WrestleMania 6. Happened, I think, on my birthday, if memory serves, 1990. It was like my eighth birthday. Mm-hmm. And that was like the biggest event of my life. Oh, wow. And then after that, I kind of fake because it was so great. And then you kind of go, all right. You fizzle. Yeah, I fizzle a little bit. It's kind of sad to fizzle. That's a part of childhood nobody talks about, the fizzling. But I think you're supposed to fizzle. You're supposed to fizzle, but I think a lot of people... It's a sadness to the fizzle, which is why people hang on. That's why you see a 48-year-old guy in a Thor shirt. Right. Because I don't think he wants to fizzle. Remember remember the last days of trick-or-treating? Those last couple of years were a little little bit of a bummer. Now, I'm, a, I'm an early fizzer. I think I've always been old beyond my year. I don't want to say why, because it sounds like I'm complimenting myself. Uh, I like potato chip. I got some wisdom, but... yeah. I was out on trick-or-treating early also because my across the street from me was Eric Chalmers, great guy, and he was very creative. He had his own like haunted house situation, and oh. we got involved in like, a production over there. How about that? Which was funner than trick-or-treating. Yeah. We would do a thing. My role, I was like the runt of the litter over there. He would come out as Dracula, and they had the spooky music, and then... This other guy, Jim Cranshaw, he wore a monster mask, and I would pretend to be a trick-or-treater. I was an ah. actor, and I would walk in front of the local kids being like, hi, mister, and then he would come out as a werewolf and just fucking pummel me. Wow. And go, whoa, and I'd throw the candy everywhere. Whoa. And then we'd quickly scoop it all up and do it all over again. You were like a grifter. Yeah, so I got tackled like 500 times in a row. But you took it for the show. For the, sh- for the good of the show. It and uh, go on. So that's what we got into. That was like way funner. So that was like early showbiz. That's fat. Now, do you charge? Charge. You get a couple shills. No, no. It was just part of the, it was uh, theater. What do you call that? Theater of the round. Organic theater. Theater of the mind. uh, Improv everywhere. No, live theater, personal. What's that fucking? uh, Private dancer. Ah, fuck. Is that a thing? What what are we talking? Personal theater. Something theater. Maybe a free. You do it out in the park. Like Uh, all of a sudden it just happens. Summer stage. You do it for people that are just sitting there. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Pro boner. Uh, Guerrilla warfare. Uh, Vietnam. Harambe. 
McNamara. Uh, uh, that doesn't matter. Call in if you know. Yeah, someone's probably yelling it, I'm sure. Uh, Fuck! Well, that's great, though. I think hanging out with an older gang, it, it, it sharpens a kid. It makes you step it up. Well, I've always been older, and this is now like the first time in my life where I'm starting to be with people, majority of people younger than me. That's uh-huh. never really happened. Because when I started doing comedy, my neighborhood was all, everyone hangs out in the street. Yes. And I was like the youngest one. My family... I had cousins and my sister and my uncles were all four or five years older than me. Mm. So I was always the young, I was the baby for quite a while there. I was the baby as well. Then uh, comedy, I started when I was 18. So everyone was like in their 30s ah, and 40s. Oh, fascinating. So that whole time I was the youngest. Yeah. And now it's starting to come around where I'm like, I got, you know, Steve Rogers blowing me, Ian Philance. By the way, Ian Finance, not happy about Ian Philance. Oh, he's taking over. Your, yeah. your weird face has been outmatched. Yeah, Ian Finance is going to have to, you know, move or change his name. Yeah, yeah. If Ian Philance starts fucking trannies, it's over. <laughs> I for, assume for he already has. He's got that look in his eye. <laughs> he's killed one. He might be one. Yeah, that's true. He's got beautiful eyeballs. Yeah, he's a good kid. Funny he's, guy. And people loved him on the pod, by oh, the way. Oh, he's so damn endearing. He's like a little bedwetting virgin. Yeah, we should have a, a roast battle. Ian Philance versus Ian Ooh, Finance. Ooh, I would pay for that. That would be a good show. We'll do it for charity. There you go. Uh, theater of the round. Yes. Or What's that? Free theater. Fuck me hard. We can't stay on it because people will get upset. Volunteer firefighter. No. Shit, hold on. Free uh, the theater Pu- for the people. Public theater. Public theater. It's like if we went and did a thing out in Greenwich Village. Community theater. That's not ah. it either. It's something. It might not even be theater. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we'll figure it out yeah, afterwards. Yeah, Shelby, yeah. maybe Shelby can plug something in right here. Public access. No. Ah, that could be a good porn title. You know, if a girl just stands out in a park and lets people rail. Oh, that's fun. That would be a nice gesture. Sure. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I might pop in. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll watch. Um, We're recording, right? Oh, how about this? Speaking of public theater. Uh, fun gem. Every once in a while, you get like a New York City gem, especially on on recording podcast day. Uh-huh. And this isn't a story; just a fun little nugget, a fun brown nugget. Yes. I get off the subway at Seventy Second Street, going to see Alan, our therapist. Big and I'm, I'm really in my head. I'm a mess right now. Oh, we'll yeah. get into that later. I walk off, and uh, just timed perfectly, I'm at the Seventy uh, Second Street, like Amsterdam Broadway, where it all connects. Yep. Crazy homeless guy, white fella, weird eyes, big mushin, what, mushin tops, what do you call these? Mutton chops. Mutton chops, sideburn. Pulls the drawers down, crouches down like Rich Gedman behind home plate, <laughs> and just takes a big old shit right Ooh. into the sewer, the drain. Oh, that's a slider. Right into the ground. I can see his pimples on his ass and his wow. butt pubes. And just and it was a quick one, too. It was just yeah. a good whoop. Like, I don't know what he's eating, but Maybe evidently. Brain and, and kale. Yeah, pigeons and... Oh, shoo, I don't know what it was, but it just came right out like a nice Wow, and you caught the, the boom boom traveling out of the anal. Well, I had to kind of look away, but then you kind of look back. Like, yeah. you, your head just is drawn. Because I saw him pull the drawers down and bend down. Yeah, yeah. Put down a couple, the number one for the old fastball. Sure. And then I looked away because I felt horrific and sad at the same time. <laughs> you didn't shake it off? That's a bad <laughs> sign? <laughs> I didn't. Then I glance. I checked the runner. I yep. glance over. I just saw the very tail end of it just going. Oh. Shoo. And by the way, he got it right into one of the crack. Like wow. it just went in. Oh, that's a homer. Because <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Because there's a lot of great. Yes. Not uh, him. He's not great. <laughs> oh, G R A T E. Yes. There's not that much space, but he just looped it right in. And I don't know where that sewer was. I don't know if that's in the ocean or what. That's, that's our water. It's going right to Pinkberry. <laughs> I don't know where that's going, but you're not grateful. 
No, I'm not full of uh, great. I'm grateful for Alan because I feel a little better. But wow, man, that's a quite a visual. I mean, can you imagine the tourist wacko from Wyoming coming here, just going, "Woo, baby! Finally in the Big Apple, gonna take in the sights. Holy hell! <laughs> look at this hobo squatting in the fucking sewer grate." Midday, by the way, I had a 3:45 appointment, so this is right around 3:38 in the afternoon. Midday uh, BM. <laughs> It was a good one. Then I overheard a lady. This is on 72nd Street. And she's like, ah, Gray Papaya, still there. Gray's Papaya. She's like, they can gentrify this neighborhood as much as they want, but they can't take away Gray's Papaya. Mm. But do I not understand gentrification? Because I feel like the Upper West Side has always been an affluent, ah, white, point. Jewish neighborhood and it yeah. continues to be do i under, do i misunderstand that word well you know these words they keep morphing and swishing and swashing to whatever people want it's kind of like when they say diversity like it's an all-black lineup and they go this is good diversity and you're like well that's not diversity it's all black right i think these words or, or he's very brave and you're like no he's just a fat guy who's shirtless right i don't know they all keep changing so uh who knows well, i thought gentrification meant like it was uh, like an African-American neighborhood or an Asian neighborhood or a whatever neighborhood. And then all these other groups, particularly affluent white people, come in yeah. and change the neighborhood to being to making the money go up. Isn't that what gentrification means? That's typically or is it not? how it goes down, but I think it is a money thing. I don't think it matters what race. But the Upper West Side has always has been for the last, at least since the 70s, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. It think. was a little, little hairier, shadier at parts. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like... The Ansonia building has been there for the like that's been the picture of wealth sure. and 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 predominantly Jewish and it remains so. Am I crazy? I think you're right, but I think she's referring to the corporation. That's what I think she means, but yeah. that's not what gentrification. I don't means. think so either. I think, but I could be wrong. I, uh, there could be different variations of the uh, jizz. But typically, when people say uh, gentrify, you don't think of the Upper West Side. Right. You think of right. Bushwick or uh, you know. Harlem. Bed-Stuy. Bed-Stuy, yes. Other neighborhoods that now hipsters are living in. Right, right. But the East Village was predominantly punk rock, Polak, and Germany immigrants, and then that got gentrified by a bunch of, uh, you know, real estate uh, high-rise cunts. Interesting. So that is, there is, it doesn't have to, it can be white-on-white white crime. Okay, I see. But it's usually whitey-on-blacky. I got you. From what I can gather. All right. Well, All good right. gathering. We're learning. This is public access. I like PBS. learning. It's fun to learn. Well, I mean, I don't know what you want to get into. You want me to get into it? Well, what do you want me to do here? I'm dying to hear about your television appearance. What 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 is this? Fifth, sixth late night for you? Fifth late night. I've done, because uh, L.A. is a whole sorted affair here. Oh, so I'll dab, yeah. I'll, I'll put my toe in, I'll get out, I'll put All my right. dick in. I and got a little on cleave, and then I got a, I had a, I had lunch with my dad today, and I got to get into that. Oh, boy. Well, I'd, I'd kill for lunch with my dad. I still haven't heard from him oh, since God. the late night. But uh, Nothing? Mom? Well, he Instagram commented. He threw what? an Instagram comment Talk out there. Talk about the least amount of interaction. I know, least I know. Least personal way to interact. A comment. What can you do? Jesus, Phil. What's uh, his name? I don't want to give out his name. Steven, Rich, Kevin. Steve, Steve Rogers. Uh -huh. Big Dick Rogers. Doesn't Steve Rogers seem like the kind of guy that could have a huge cock, you don't realize? I can see that. Yeah, yeah, just a thick old piece. Boy, you brought him up four times this episode. No, Something's I didn't. Up. Well, I was, no, I think that was pre-off stage. Uh, I talked well, about how great way. he is. Did I mention him during the episode? I think you like the kid. Something's up. Now well, you talk about a, his dong. He's a fine kid, but <laughs> I, feel, I just feel like he might have a huge cock. He might. If he I, could. If I had seen or sucked his cock, I wouldn't know. Well, I will say his gal that he's that he's railing now currently is uh, taller than him. 
and a little more uh, sturdy. So I, maybe he's got some some wood down there. <laughs> he's got a plank. I don't know. Well, he's, he's also he's also charming and, and funny he's guy. Cute. He's, he's a cute. sweet guy. I've had eight people tell me he's doing me. By the way, <laughs> eight. Oh, really? They go, hey, you got to watch out for this kid. He's doing you. I'm like, I met the kid. He's nice. I don't think he's doing me. I think he has a similar voice. He's got a back of the throat flinty. I think that's how his ah, voice sounds. A little nasally drone. But I don't think, uh, I don't think so. I think that he's, yeah, he's, he's got his own he's got his own problems, I'll say. <laughs> but, um, well, he's got a huge hog he's got to lug around. I'm not saying definitively he does. I'm oh, just saying right. he seems like the kind of guy that might have a nice cock. It'd be a fun twist in the movie if the uh, the nutty professor had a wacky banana between his legs. <laughs> he's got That's a, all uh, I'm saying. He's got a Colbert coming out. He did Colbert. He's a sweet oh, guy. He's, he's very Kielbasa. funny. <laughs> Kill Tony. Uh, speaking of Kill Tony, I went to Los Angeles. Yes, the city of Ains. Fifth late night. I, I got a Letterman, two Conans, a Fallon, and now a Corden. Have you Woo! noticed they're all COs? Colbert, Corden, Conan. How about that? I did not notice. And by the way, I confuse Corden and Colbert because I don't watch either show. They're both co-blank. And so I said Colbert about three times while I was at Corden, which oh, is weird. Oh, wow, that's funny. I was like, well, the thing with Colbert. And they're like, Colbert. And I'm like, yeah, Col- uh, Corden, uh, whatever the fuck, whoever this guy is. It is a lot, yeah. Maybe yeah. your dad watched Colbert. Maybe that's why he missed you. <laughs> I'd have been looking for Steve Rogers' giant cock. Uh-huh. Steve Rod. Jers. Hey, there we go. Jers. Germs. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Jury's out. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. Uh-huh. Um, Jerry Duty. <laughs> I saw one of those sure. in the toilet. <laughs> I mean, the sewer, whatever. All right, so how was L.A.? Hit it right on Splinter's head. La La Land. Uh, <laughs> I went to Los Angeles. Great city, fine city. You know how I feel about L.A. It's a great town. I love L.A. I flew out there. Boy, I did not execute well out in L.A. The whole story or the whole, what are we talking about, three, set? Three days. Three days. I fly out there. Executing. I get there. My, I like to keep a low, a nice a few things to do, but I also like a lot of downtime because I have close friends there. Chris Walsh, Sabina, Jonagan, Henry. I got a bunch of close friends out there. Mm-hmm. And it's also a relaxing area. It's sunny. There's mountains. There's ocean. Sure. So I don't want to go too crazy out there. So I get out there, and uh, first night, I'm going to run my set at the comedy store, legendary comedy store. You ran it by Adam Egit. Yes. Email Adam. He got right back to me. He said, come by, run it. So like last time, I did the family friend show on Monday. So I go on first. During the open mic, yeah, like the open mic ends, they dim the lights. Now, like the show is beginning. Yeah, I go first, and the the open mic guys or whatever it's called, the new guys, mm-hmm. they're funny, but they're kind of eating it. Everyone's eating it. Interesting, but they're funny guys. So I'm like, this is a tough crowd. People tough kind of group. alluded to the crowd. Okay, and I'm going first on like, okay, now we're starting the real show. Oh, so they do announce that. I believe so, yeah, the lighting changes. It oh. gets dark in the room. You're like, okay, here we go. It's kind of fucked up. They give the biker's bad lighting. Yeah, it's a tough, tough go. L.A. seems like a tough, ruthless city to start doing comedy. Yeah, yeah, they don't give. No, the store particularly seems like it's rough around the edges. Interesting. There's not a lot of like, welcome, come on over here. We're all over here. No, you kind of got to figure out your way. But I bet they come here and go, oh, the seller's a fucking game. Dad. It's a doggy dog over there. They might think that, yeah. Sometimes the grass is greener. 
or whatever. Although, can I say when a when an LA guy shows up here, I really bring out the carpet. I try to really do some red tape and ribbons because I want him to feel good. Yeah, you want everyone to be. It's nice to be nice to the nice. Yes, we're comedians. Yes, let's it's, take care of each other. Yes, it's a what do you call it? A, a, a league. Courtesy, no. common courtesy. Well, that professional but, courtesy. But we're a uh, we're a unit. We're we're uh, we're uh, what do you call those guys? A the gang. Teamsters. A union. A union. Yes. A oh, funny you union. can't scare me. I'm sticking with the union. Thank you. So, anyways, I go there. I run the set, and the the guy hosting the show. I think he's a newer guy. I don't know him. He goes up and he says, "This guy, uh, he's about to do Corden, mm-hmm. and he's got a hit podcast called Friends with Stories." All right. That's not bad. But this felt good because all the comics, the young comics waiting to go on, they all started laughing because they oh, know the show. How do you like that? They know the show. So that felt nice. That's nice. Friends with stories is, uh, I mean, that is the description of the show, I guess. Yeah, I guess we're friends. We have stories. But our title is better than that. A little better. It's a pun. Mitch album. Uh, so I go up there and, uh, boy, I really just take it right on the chin, yeah. the cock, the ass, wherever you take it. You the ran, foot. It, ran it through the mud. I mean, it's done. I mean, I ate it. Yeah. Bomb City. Ay, ay, ay. Hi, Nagasaki. Limp off, and I go, all right, let's get the hell out of here. We go to the movies, saw this film called They Shall Never Grow Old, mm. which, uh, who's the guy that made Lord of the Rings? Samuel L. Jackson? Oh, Keith Jackson? Uh, Peter. Peter Jackson made yeah. this movie. I'll just keep this short and sweet. Go see this film. If you get the chance, you got to go see it. It's unbelievable. He took all this World War One footage, mm. and they colorized it, mm. and they zoomed in. They added all these crazy Wait, sounds. They, they put blacks in it? No blacks in World War One. That's what you, they colorized. Oh, I see. Uh, well, they—I mean, there might have been in the in the. This is this is the UK, so uh, I don't think they. I don't. I think they had some racism over there. I think they might have. Yeah, I think they might still. That's why we came over here to mix it up. Yeah, we had to mix it up, but uh, not to say that black people didn't fight in World War One. Oh, they I'm were sure up there. Sure, they did. Yes. Teddy Roosevelt said the uh, black man. I've never seen a fighter so tenacious. Uh, Tuskegee. Tuskegee Airmen. Tuskegee. Tuskegee. That yes. was World War One, I, I think. Or was that two? I thought it was Deuce. This is this is UK versus Germans, and uh, maybe there was a black guy in there. I don't I'm think sure. so, though. I thought they were. They I'm talking were. in the film. Oh, okay, got it. So I, I don't. Uh, I didn't see any. All right. But now you got me on the spot here. Well, hey, I'm the one who said uh, bad that colorized joke, so I'm I'm the one going to jail. Right. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't see them, but I'm sure they fought. Loud and proud. Oh yeah. Or quiet and proud. I, whatever. Sure. Whatever is the least. They were definitely in Nam. Oh yes, yes. The uh, the the draft was heavily tilted toward the African American. Oh, is that right? Oh yes, it's very unfair. I didn't know that. Yes. So Just it's tilt. Bad situation. Anyway, so go see the film. Great film. We had a great time. I highly recommend this movie. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Didn't it's, need to put this out there. It's but. getting no love. It's a documentary, oh, and you yeah. know how people. It's it's all gonna be X Men now. Yeah, it's a god. Enough with the Thor. It's a documentary about real heroes, and uh, what can you do? But boy, Nobody what a cares. crazy, crazy war! All right, I'll check it out. I love a good war doc. It's unbelievable, literally unbelievable. It's an overused word. It's, you can't believe what they did with this f- footage. Oh boy, I'm excited. Insane. Anyways, we go see that. Then Tuesday, I do Josh Adam Meyer's podcast coming out soon, The 500, where he does Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums. He's a guest on to talk about each album wow. in sequential order. That's a good idea. Great idea. I do Pearl Jam Vitology. I feel like I bombed on that. Gee, 
It was hard because sometimes you want to. This is like your big chance to express your love for the band and the album. But I got all tongue tied, and he's he's big. He's like he talks and he sings and he knows yeah, his shit. So it's right. hard to be like, yeah. A lot of times he'd kick it to me, and I'd be like, totally. Ah, yes. come on. I think I did a lot of that. Yeah, what happened? What? Why didn't you get off on the passion? Well, then it's hard. For, well, here's the thing, because sometimes your love and passion for a thing is hard to put into words, which is what ah, makes it special. Yes. So I'm not a poet. Who am I? Bill Shakespeare? I can't put things together. I go, ah, I just love it. You can spin a yarn, baby. Occasionally, but I got to be in the comfort zone or ah. a special place. I didn't get in the special place. No special, no retarded place. I didn't have the space. So, Cody, so I couldn't. No, Cody. <laughs> Uh, uh, you weren't Cody. Great album, but and then he had a, he looked up a lot of facts, which is what I was like. I thought I was gonna be the fact guy. Yeah, thought that would be my role. Like right. he's like he's reading the stuff, and I'm like I was gonna say that. Uh, so then I would try to do the thing where like we I finished the sentence. I'm like because of this. Uh-huh. And he's like what? Shut up. And I was like ah, I feel like I bought. It hasn't come out yet. Maybe it'll be okay. Was he giving you anything, or was he off? Not off, but was he a little little cold? No, he was given. Oh, right. the warmest. Right. He, that's why I felt bad. I feel like I let him down. But he was, I mean, he's such sweet. He's like, no, it was great. I'm telling you, it was great. I wouldn't bullshit you. All like, right. He did the thing where you're like, well, I probably would. But I'm not bullshitting you. Yeah. Great guy, Josh Adam Myers, He's a nice by the guy. Way. Sweet guy and uh, very funny. And he showed me some, uh, he had some artifacts. He has a TV show. He's got all his laminates. He's a comedy guy. All right. And a rock and roll guy. Nice dog. It was. I was grateful to do it. But I just felt like I was like, Oh, that wasn't my best. I've been there, and I know the feeling, and it eats away at you for years. And thousands of people are going to hear this. Ah. I'd be like, I thought this guy was a Pearl Jam fan. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. So now I've had two fucking bombs. In a day? Two days. That's Monday and then Tuesday. Oh, I kept boy. my schedule light. So then Wednesday, it's tape day. Time to go bake the donuts. So you're you're stewing a little bit. You got a, I had a bomb. I had the podcast. I'm gay. Yep. I went and bought a new Ted Baker. I'm happy with the Ted Baker. You I looked, brought my old suit. You looked lunch. Thank you. I really... Stunning. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. At least I had that going for me. So then Wednesday, we show up to the taping. Now, you've done it. It's over by CBS. Mm. And I've been there. I went to real time with Bill Maher over there. Oh. Chris Walsh comes with me. His girl, Sabina, good pals. I mean, just the best friends a guy could ever ask for. We arrive. The car picks us up, takes us there. Tommy Johnigan comes to meet us. What a friend. And those two have been at all my L.A. tapings. So good good people, those three, I should say. Good vibes. Good vibes. Alicia Keys is there. Wow. Got to meet Alicia Keys. Wow. Is she pretty or what? Very pretty. And then Justin Bieber's wife, who I'd never heard of. Oh, Baldwin. Yes, it's Baldwin's kid, I think. Haley, I want to say. Haley Baldwin, Could I don't know. Haley in the comments, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Hail, hey. Hail to the chief. Hayes for horses, I don't know. Hail, hail. Either way, she's a lovely lady. Yes, oh, she's very petite. I mean, extremely petite. Little gal. Yeah, but like petite and... Uh, Anorexic. I don't want to be... Yeah, I don't want to be critical, but I, I found it unattractive. Little, to me, personally. Little Auschwitzy. So she came out, and but so we had to all stand on the couch, and they're gonna introduce the show. He's like, "I'm gonna kick it to my guests, Alicia Keys, Joe List, and and Lady." And so uh, we're all I'm sitting on the couch, just Alicia and I, and we're waiting for her to come out. Wow! And so I'm chatting. I was like, you know, my niece is a singer. She's 13. She's a big fan, and she's like, "That's so sweet." You know, she's bullshitting. This is post or preset? This is pre-show, oh, wow. preset. I'm not even changed yet. Why do they have you on the? Is this just like a lighting thing? Because he he kicks it. He's doing the monologue, and he goes, "Let's meet our guests," uh. and then it cuts to the three of us on the couch, uh-huh. which I did a fun gag because they're waving, and I'm like doing like the sweat, like. You know, nervous and that got a laugh, I think, in the, nice. in the room. But here's the thing. We're sitting there. It's me and Alicia Keys and old Bieber. There's nowhere to be found. And the director, I feel that for these directors out in Hollywood. She's like, all right, 30 seconds. And it's a live 
the tape. Oh, shot. brutal gig. She's still in her bathrobe in there. And that's on her. Like, that's on the director. They're literally like, 10 seconds. We need you out here. So she comes, like, scurrying over at the last moment. She's like, hey, and, like, dives in the shot. Wow. And, like, you can see the director being like, fucking, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, we have been sitting there for a few minutes. Anyway, so they go on. They do the show. Now, the show, this particular episode, they sing a song up top, Alicia mm. Keys oh, and... Fun. and uh, I almost said Colbert. Corden, Corden. Who's a singer, by the way. He can sing. Yeah, he can move. Yes. For a fat British guy, he's pretty nimble. But I'm talking about singing. Well, he can... Yeah, he can, he's he got the whole pack. He's like a Travolta. Oh, he swings, sings and dances. Oh, yeah. He's a song and dance man. I got you. Well, he, uh, he, they sing a song. Then they bring the two guests up. They talk about dogs. But there's not a lot of comedy on the show. Yeah, yeah. Very little, as a matter of fact. Yes, yes. So I'm sitting there. I'm getting a little nervous. I got my suit on. I'm hanging out. But everyone kills on that show. I mean, I've seen some murders on that show. Yeah, even bad comics. Yourself included. Well, yeah, exactly. I was going to say that before the bad comedy, but I kept my sentence, even though you said your sentence. I understand. Your set was great. You're great. You're funny. Easy. So, anyways, you ever have that lock? You have a sentence locked yeah. and loaded, and then somebody else throws a thing in, but you still fire off your of thing. Of course, of course. Yeah. Well, I did that. Well, I, it went well. I liked it. Yeah, you're great. Sam's great. Uh, Jacqueline Novak ripped it on the. Adam Newman just did. It. Everyone oh, murders. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Parna did it. Uh, Ian Carmel. Everybody rocked it. So everyone kills. So the whole day, I'm like, I feel good about the set, even though it bombed at the store, and I took the night off before. I go, I'm about to kill. So I'm standing behind the curtain, and I feel pretty cool. I mean, you got, right. you're anxious because it's a show. I mean, you're nervous. And you're looking hot as hell, Fatty. Oh, yeah. I'm sharp as a tack here. And the sets kill. The, the jokes are top-notch. Top-notch jokes. Curtains open. I come swinging out there. I'm all excited. I wave to Corden. He's not even looking. Isn't that weird when you wave to the host? He's yeah. like writing something. He's yeah, tweeting. Same thing happened to me. I'm like, all right. Well, I guess he's out. But right, right. I hit my mark. I go to. I look at the crowd because you can see everyone. And I'm trying not to say girls. I'm trying to say women. Mm. But these, my friend, were good old-fashioned classic girls. Oh, yeah? They looked 11 years old. There was literally a woman in the front row with braces on. What, legs? <laughs> no, no. Brace on her teeth. Oh, oh yeah. I see. What are you, a couple of Girl Scouts. Yeah, and I look at the whole line. There's like eight. You know, people in their 40s and just as, I guess because Alicia Keys or, oh, or, or right. Mandelbaum, whoever, Bieber. Bieber, that's what it is. Maybe it's that, but it's like a sea of women under 23 years old. I mean, oh, I'm just like. Ooh, the worst comedy people ever. And I go, all right. And I feel like an old fuck because I'm married. I'm talking about airlines and anxiety. Right, and, right. Uh, so I go, boy, you ever fly on a plane? I feel like they were like, not really, no. Yeah. I do the first joke, and it gets almost nothing. We can see the people that laughed. Ah. You know those bits where you're like, oh, that, those eight, I can point out the people that laughed. It's, uh, did they sweeten? Because it popped in the, in the TV show. Well, let me get to that I'm area sorry, in a moment. Sorry. because I'm, just, I'm confused. The first joke doesn't hit, and you have that immediate moment. You know that moment in comedy where you're like, Am I about to bomb? Oh, is this a bomb? I know it too well. Which is also stunning when you think you're about to kill. Yeah, you can shift on a dime. Sometimes you're in the back being like, I'm going to go eat it and that's fine. But, but when you're like, oh, you at the cellar sometimes. The underground is like this yes. sometimes. You're like, I'm going to go out there and kill. And then it's time and you go, oh boy, that this is not good. Oh yeah. You can feel it. It's in the air in a weird way. It's, 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 a, it's more than just the audience reaction. It's just a vibe. Yes. So I'm doing that, and all of a sudden, I'm like, this is not a kill at all. So now I get that in my head. Now, once that's in your head, it's not leaving your head. Oh, no. You're like, I'm eating it. And you're on TV. I'm eating it on TV, and it turns out it wasn't so much an eat it, but it felt like an eat it. All, all that matters right. is it was feeling like an eat it. Uh, that, that, the feeling is trumps the reality. Exactly. So then 
I do a joke about, you know, four thoughts, my parents going to die, cancer, and it gets an applause. Yes. So then they're applauding, so I just start applauding with them because I'm all kooky in my head. I went uh, haywire. Yeah, you, you malfunction. Sometimes so much in comedy. Do you ever have this? Like, I'll be at home watching a live show, and they bring out the comic. I'll start clapping on my couch. Oh, I don't do that. Because I'm so trained to just be clapping all the time. Interesting. For 25 years of sitting at live shows. So they clap, I clap like a fucking psychopath. Weird. I noticed th- you clap. And then I catch it and I go, why am I clapping? I'm clapping. <laughs> and I go, what, what do I? And I said, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. I went, shit, why am I clapping? And it didn't realize until after I got off stage, like, you know, you said shit. And I was like, no, I didn't. And like, you did. Don't you hate that feeling where you're like, I did not. And then four people are like, you 100% did. And you're like, well, they can't all be wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's It sucks when it's you who did it. You know, if you're like, oh, the uh, manifesto was written in 88. They go, no, it wasn't. But you said shit. Yes. It's your own your own doing. By the way, you just said you who. You who did it. Did I say you who? It was a callback. You said you who. I don't think I did. <laughs> ah, all right. You who did it. Ah, you who. That would be a good, you know, uh publicity campaign the you who did it i guess it doesn't make sense it was you who did it yes yes who stole the chocolate milk it was you who did it i like that. the guy has a wig and a peg leg or something there you go see you're back i threw in the peg leg so anyways i then i forgot a bit i had a joke i forgot then i'm talking to the band i'm like hey the band likes it. i'm doing this i don't know who i am out there i went completely my my wires got crossed i'm like the band likes it this guy's laughing i'm clapping i'm saying shit i think i said cunt (laughs) at one point i have no idea i came backstage and i was like what the fuck was that so the band was that was you buying time no they laughed like one joke like literally the drummer laughed and i was like i'm glad he's here wow that's how bad it was going i felt and at one point he hit the cymbal he was like he did like a thing yeah it was all wackadoo i'm blown away i'm out there blown i don't know what the hell happened so did you remember the bit of injury just it's gone it wasn't until later they were like you forgot to do this joke and i was like oh my god you didn't have the cue i had it but i didn't look at it because it was in the camera lens and i wanted to be in the moment so i kind of just went i mean i went haywire out there i clapped said shit and forgot a joke Wow. Then I walked over and I'm like, it's Jonigan and Chris. I'm like, and then, you know, the booker, he, I'm like, was that a bomb? Corden came over. He's like, that was great, mate. And I was like, was it? Yeah. Because immediately you're like, was that terrible? Oh, Do yeah. I suck? And surprisingly, this is where Alan comes in. I felt okay. I wasn't panicking or sad. I was just like, I don't think that was great. Wow. And then the booker was kind of like, dude, it was a weird crowd. It was weird. He's like, you were great, which was nice. But there was part of me that was like, so you agree that I did not do great. Yeah. With the audience. Of course. But someone's like, I'm so sorry about the crowd. Yeah. But everyone else is like, no, no, it's fine. You're good. And I'm like, all right, all right. You got but, the Bieber crowd. I'm telling you. But it wasn't until afterwards that I was like, I said shit, forgot a joke, recognized the band, and clapped. Yeah, the big three. I was like, what the hell went on out there? Wow. I just man. felt kooky do. And, uh, but then the episode came out, and I've gotten more love from it than any other show that I've done. Wow, hey, look at that. People are like, I love how in the moment you are. The clapping was great. It was so funny. You swore. That was great. People are like, it was so loose. It was like the real you. It was a great show. And people have seen head over heels. Look at that. And the producer was like, that was great. He's like, you made us look great. Come back again. So I was like, wow, all right. So sometimes perception is different than reality, I It's guess. so true. And, and two things I want to say here. One... They always say this, like Bill Burr, the Philly Rand. He's like, I got off stage. I go, oh, my career's over. I just ruined my career. And that's what broke him. Hmm. Like, you never know what's going to jostle people, what's going to make people go nuts. Apparently, they like this, and you hated it. Perception. Two, 
Isn't that also kind of a bitch that the thing you're trying with every fiber in your being not to do is the thing that pops? Right. Doesn't that annoy you in the, in show business? But it's also what makes it special. But it's like you, you, the thing you think will go viral never does, and then you fart into a, a coffee can, and that goes viral. Of course, the Walsh probably Chris Walsh who I was with and referenced a lot. They have had all these brilliant sketches and shows. And they had one huge viral video, and it was just them planking. Uh, and the video is amazing too. It's so great. Check out Walsh Brothers planking, I L.A. Will. It's like an amazing video, and it's so well done. But it like got it was huge. But they were kind of like, we've been writing all these sketches and doing these characters and developing yeah. all this and doing these amazing live shows and stand-up. And then you're like, it's just us laying on the ground, face down. And people loved it. Yeah, it's it's like when you, you perfect some bit that takes six months, then you do six seconds of crowd work on a fat guy, and people go, that was the best part of the show. Right, like, right. God damn it, I appreciate it, but it also hurts. Like Richard Linklater, School of Rock. People are like, this movie's amazing. You're like, this guy's making some of the best movies of all time. Days Nobody of Confused, uh, Before Sunset. Yes, After My Ass. All, all those movies. Anal Nazi. All that stuff you love. But um, I watched the set. I watched it on my laptop in whatever city I was in, and I I thought it was great. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, a lot of comics were like, that was great because it breaks up the monotony of a late night. Yes. It was so unique. And so what I thought was like, I didn't execute. I should have been, I should have hit my mark and all this stuff. They were like, that was what was great about it. And so much love, none from my parents but what can you do about that that's tough that's more for alan and i sure but uh anyways it was a great time after then i went to the comedy store well first i had to go back to glendale get changed went to shake shack celebrated the whole thing then you have that weird come down when you're so in your head and it's just what was it all for and it's all this build up and all it's it's a lot goes into it emotionally, physically, spiritually and you're and it's all over in four and a half minutes that's it folks it comes and goes like a big gush of cold water and then you're just wet in the hallway i know and they take you in one way and then take you out the other it's like a big little big little a big little loop yeah big in that it's grand but little and then it's like a hundred yards right right then you're just out in the sunlight in a parking lot like holy shit i'm in a crisp shirt i i I got shit in my underwear and i don't know who i am how about this for the ultimate hollywood twist we go out there and the driver is a comedian. Oh, I mean, I was classic. like, that's not L.A. Then I don't know what the hell is. He's like, oh, I'm a comic myself. He knew Chris Walsh. They chatted together, and he uh, drove us home, and it was like this weird thing where I'm like, I'm in the back. I'm like, yeah, I sent the tape, and uh, you know this thing. I'm like, this is L.A. <laughs> that's it. He hands you a screenplay. <laughs> the driver's a comedian. Then we go to the comedy store. Sam Marill and I are co-headlining, and uh, our pal Adam Perlstein, I saw him. He's... I talked about him in uh, Sacramento. He opened for me at the Sacramento Punchline. And you said, oh, you quoted some bits. Those were killer. Killer bits. Hilarious guy. I'm trying to get him to move out of there, for God's sakes. Yeah. He's got a girlfriend or whatever. At least go to L.A. Exactly. But he was down visiting. And uh, this was a fun moment because that Kill Tony open mic. It's like an open mic mm-hmm. show. And so yeah. he was hanging out. Then he left to like smoke a cigarette or say hello to somebody. He tried to go back in, and the door guy there was like, "Back of the line, you fucking nerd!" Oh, and he's like, "No, no, I'm a comedian. I was hanging out." And he's like, "Well, you shouldn't have left. Get in the back of the line." It was so jarring. I, I hated it so much that uh. I was like, "I'm gonna have this guy on our show." All I wanted right. to come back and be like, "I'm on the show." You're a hero. I'm not a hero, but I was like, "What?" First of all, he's great, and we, well, I was like, we didn't have a host anyway. And he's probably funnier than half of these LA kooks. It's so funny. I mean, he's like, he's first class. This guy, 
So, but uh, him getting yelled at, I was like, he's a perfect choice. I love it. I Good was like, who is, who is this to get? Who are you to yell at this guy? Then I found out the guy yelling is a comic, which I think is crazy. Oh, God. And I bet he sucks. I guarantee you he sucks. No one is that mean to another comic who doesn't have a big fucking dick chip on their shoulder. Now, I don't know how it works. I don't know what he's going. Maybe it's a whole thing with comedians are trying to sneak in all the uh, time. So maybe point. there's a whole thing there. That's I don't want to cast dispersions, but I, I agree. I, I think it's weird to scream at another comic. But also, I think that show attracts a lot of homeless people and crazy people uh, that shit okay. in the sewer. All right. All right. I'll so take it all back. Maybe he thought he was some kind of lunatic. Yeah. But uh, he's a real comic, and so I said, hey, sorry you got yelled at. That was crazy. Do you want to host the show? He says, sure. I text Sam, and, uh, you know, Sam's all over the place. I go, yeah. I got a host. Don't worry. He's great. And uh, Sam didn't take that much interest in him, by the way. I was like, oh, you might want to watch this guy. He's, he's a Jew. He's dark. He's hilarious. But Sam's so... He's, he's always a, mixed up in his head, that scrambly. guy. He's a squirrely Jew. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's such a brilliant comic and a dear friend, but I'm like, are you enjoying any of this? <laughs> It just seems he's always gonna scowl. He's like, my back hurts. I gotta write a joke. I'm in traffic. My my manager. Yeah. Well, he's a he's a tormented genius. He really is. Well, yeah, he, he's he is. a Bukowski. He's a, he's got a whiskey dick and a big eyebrow, but he's a brilliant writer. Yeah, but so. Uh... Well, anyways, Adam goes up. He hosts. He's killer. And then Fahim Anwar, who I've talked about before. I got a little thing for this guy. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's the uh, L.A. Steve Rogers. <laughs> he's got, well, he might have a regular penis, but I've <laughs> talked about him, Fahim. Uh, if you don't know him, you should know him. Go watch his shit right now. A-N-W-A-R is his last name. I was like, I was watching him in the original room, and I'm a big fan. I've talked about him before. It's embarrassing. Yeah, he's a killer. He's underrated. Underrated, and I'm like howling. So I'm like, we got to get this guy in our show. So I go, hey, come on upstairs and do a set. And he's like, sure, great. I watch his whole set upstairs. I was on the floor. I'm on my knees, slapping wow. the couch. I mean, this guy is killing me. He's so fucking funny. Pearlstein kills. Fahim fucking kills. I go up. I kill. It's so nice to get back. After you do the late night set, it's so rigid, and you're wearing a suit, and it's five minutes, and I said shit, and I apologize. I, clap. I don't know what the hell's going on out yep, there. Yep. There's a band and a producer. you got to get mic'd. It's so nice to be back in a dingy, shitty, packed room. Here, here. And just slinging it. I said fuck about 500 times just because yeah, I could. Yeah, Now you're in Hollywood. It's 11 o'clock at night. I'm wearing jeans. Sunset Boulevard. I got my mother's underwear on, and I'm just saying cunt and fuck and shit and ass, and uh, killer show. Sam goes up, and he's just the best. I don't even laugh at Sam anymore. I just go, God, yeah, I gotta get better. He's the king. He's so good. I mean, he is an amazing comedian. Magical show, killer show, and then uh, drove off into the Hollywood night hills, back over to Glendale, back to New York, and then you had that real come down. We were oh, like, "Oh yeah." I'm like, I can't wait to just get back to New York and be off and do spots. Yes. I did the road four weeks in a row, then straight to L.A. Yeah. But then it's a letdown because even when you're there, and then you're like, now I have nothing to do. I don't know what to do. That's true. Yeah, you just I want some alone time. I want some time off. Then you get time off. You're like, God, I'm bored. I'm sitting there, and Sarah was out doing shit. And I'm just lonely. I'm playing my mandolin like a sad homo. And <laughs> that is a funny image. You with the house just in your undies, playing a robe on, playing the mandolin. <laughs> Embarrassing, but uh, great trip to L.A. Thanks to the Tuesdays that came to the the show, and yes. thanks for everyone for spreading the word and all the kind words. It really means a lot. I appreciate it. Keep spreading it. Spread it. Spread your butter. Spread the pussy lips. Yes, yeah, spread and the labia, and go watch the set if you haven't now, because now you have all this insight. Now you get to see all the little queaks and quacks and corpse that you went through. And if you haven't already, leave a comment and give it a thumbs up. I want a good thumbs up yes. ratio. Yes. I, I can't look at the comments, but just... I'm sure there's a lot of being like, this is a gangly Ooh, moron. How about this? Uh-oh. 
You're not gonna like it. Oh, uh, don't tell me a comment that I'm not gonna like. No, 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 no. It's an idea I just had. All right. How about we watch? We do a bonus ep, and we watch the cordon, and you step step by step through it. I can't watch Come it. Come on, that's gold. The kids will love it. That's not bad. That's not bad. Here's a soda text. Great job on cordon, dude. Fantastic Pe- set, and I love the closer. People are talking, fatty. He wrote, "Love you, buddy. Thank you, Dan uh, Soda. You're a good what friend." A guy. But speaking of the Patreon, you got to get on there. I mean, people, if you're a Tuesdays fan that's listening every week, I'm not trying to bullshit you here. You got to get on the Patreon. Yes. The live episodes are insane. They're the best version of the show, if you ask me. It's just zinging and zanging for an hour straight with killer guests and a live audience who gets it, a bunch of Tuesdays who aren't offended and just having fun. And... I'm scared to do another one because the last one was so hot. I don't want to let it down. We got three live episodes. Moon Tower with Bennington oh. and Chris D. Village Underground with Giannis and Nikki Glazer. Oh. Village Underground with Sal and Veter. Ah. Those are like the three best episodes in the history of the show. Yep, it's yep. three bucks a month. That's 36 bucks a year. So for $1 for each show per month, that doesn't make sense. But yeah, get in there. Yeah. I guess it's $12 yep. for each show to listen to again and again. And uh, all these, but we did a whole "Ask Me Anything" thing. That's that forty-five minutes long. People have adored that. Adored. People like that. There's a bunch of bonuses. There's a Steve Rogers bonus oh, on there. Go learn about his dong. And I just did one with uh, Fat Chris Al. We had a hot one. In, uh, we did about 40 minutes in Cleveland. I picture him having a small dick. He claims he does have a mediocre black cock. All right. That's his words. Okay. But he's married, so he's tubes are tied or whatever. Yeah, who knows? But uh, let me let me talk about Cleveland a little bit. Get in there. But, Shoot uh, me some Cleveland. i got to rest my throat and yeah, my balls. The Corden set was great, and uh, you should be proud of yourself, and L.A. loves you. Don't you get a, you get a little high, though, walking into a comedy club, like a one you're not really working a lot, but you're like, I was on TV today. Yes. How about you get out of my way there, L.A. guy? It feels good, but then there's also all these killer acts. Like Joe Rogan is there, Fahim's oh, yeah. there, Tony Hinchcliffe is there. Annie, I hadn't seen Annie in a long time. It was nice to see her. Yeah, Theo Vaughn, Whitney Cummings, uh, oh. Chris D'Elia, Maniscalco. They're all just Ali Wong, just, just out and about. Yeah, a lot of killer acts, and it's a, it's a great... Spot, but I get intimidated. I'm like, I don't know where to hang. I feel I weird. I'm a New York guy. And you're like, am I in the way? Do you hate me? Are you intimidated? Am I gay? It's tough. Yes. All right. So uh, I just want to say, I got all. I always have my top five cities, my top five comedy clubs. Cleveland, I, I, I compliment all the time. I love Cleveland more and more every time I go. It's a great town. It's a great city. It's coming up. It's on the upswing. I'm uh, coming in my pants, and I just had a great week. Hilarity is, is, is probably one of the most well-run oiled machine anals in the city, in the country. Yes. It, just the, the manager's top-notch. The food is bananas. Great food. It's like salmon and steak and lobster and all this shit, and you get all you want. So me and Chris would go there. The, the kitchen opened at 4. We'd be there at 4.01 knocking on the glass. We'd, we'd hear the door go... We'd go right in. Ding, 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 ding. We'd walk in, and we got the worst. Shrimp cocktail. I'll take the beet salad, the wedge salad, the lobster bisque, uh, the meatballs uh, appetizer, and then give me the uh, the T-bone. Wow. We'd go there every day. Then you get the moose at the end. With He's like, well, you want to try the ice cream? You're like, all right, we'll try the ice cream. Boy, I didn't do any. I had spaghetti and meatballs four days in a oh, row there. No ice cream. We had breakfast, lunch, and dinner at 4 o'clock. It was amazing. And, and it was one, it was like that Seinfeld thing, like, more this, more everything. Uh-huh. And then you tip six bucks and you get the hell out of there. And uh, we hit the gym and we just had a great weekend. And I, I, I made fun of old Chrissy Al because I was like, come on, man. I've known you for 17 years. You've been doing the same 20 minutes for the 
since the 80s. And oh this kid came out of the game. He's got some hot new ripping it, ripping it. The host was this Cleveland local guy, and he's like, who the hell is this kid? Where where's he coming from? Wow! Because he, you know, the host was like, "Oh, I did pretty well." Then this this uh, black guy with glasses comes out and his weird outfits and just rocking it. Now, where is he from? Did he move to Atlanta or what? He told me nine years ago he's moving to Atlanta, and uh, then he was going to move to Queens. Well, I, I, he had been looking at apartments for the guy. He's, he lived in Dayton for twenty years, and now he's in Virginia. But he's going to. I think the Atlanta plan is still still cooking. All right. Who knows? Twenty eight three. So uh, he's out of the military, and I don't know what, but he got a bug up his anal because he is rocking it, baby. Just kicking ass on stage, new stuff, edgy stuff, cooking. Then I got to follow his ass, but we we sold out a couple shows, and I'm talking balcony. Wow, that's a big room. Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes you go to a comedy club, and they go, well, you got the ball game this week, it's kind of fucked, and then the playoffs are happening, and then there's the gay parade, and then there's the uh, yeah. tranny parade. So there's always something. This weekend, it all just aligned where they're like, there's zero going on. No. And it's freezing cold, so everybody's coming to this. And for once, I had a hot morning show like i i just was on you know one of those weird you know those morning shows where it's like two blonde ladies and they go so of course we hear you're a little irreverent (laughs) you gonna make this part of your act is this in your routine Uh you know and they're always these brutal yappy twats and they got nothing to say and you got to tiptoe around everything but i i was just zinging and zanging and i just walked that line and it got all got on like they didn't bleep anything Uh i usually get bleeped so I, I got a million tweets like, saw you on Good Day, whatever. That was awesome. Really fun. I'm coming to the show now. And it might have worked because we sold out two shows. And that room sold out with a balcony. It's like 400-something seats. It's a big goddamn room. Killer. By the way, how about Nick? What a great guy he oh, is. Oh, the owner is this old Italian guy. I think he's Greek. Old Greek guy and uh, just the sweetest man. A lot of handshakes, a lot of pats on the back, a lot of compliments. And, and fit. Too. Yeah, he's like 98. The guy looks <laughs> like, like Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, he's like 140 years old, and he weighs like 160. Nice packs. He's like eagle-chested. And, yes, uh, he's, he's made sexy. Out of, made out of wood. Yeah, I think he could still fuck. If, oh, yeah. Well, I, let I, me. I, between you, me, and the lampshade, I noticed a, quite a bulge on He's got a real Steve Rogers in his pants. <laughs> this guy's killing it. But he was so nice to me, and he's nice to Chris. He's like telling Chris Allen, like, oh, you're, I want to blow you. You're so hot. <laughs> All this shit. And uh, so we just had a hell of a weekend. We just knew stuff and good hangs and queefs and good meals. And we sold out a few shows. So I hit those bonuses, tipped good, tipped out nice. And then uh, we're in the office after all said and done, hot shows. Nick comes in and he goes, hey, this was a great weekend. I, we had this guy here. We had that guy here. He didn't sell out any shows. So that that's huge. You was be that one of the guys? No. Thank big, God. big guys, he's saying. Oh, all right. He's like, we had a... T- I don't want to say his name. But uh, he's like, I, I just want to let you know we really appreciate you coming. He's acting like I'm some kind of name. I think he's confused. And he comes in, he goes, we got you a gift. Ooh. And I go, oh, what the hell is this? And he goes, uh, he, pull, he pulls this big baseball bat out of a sock. <laughs> what? Big baseball bat, and it's painted purple, and it is engraved. Engraved. Beautifully engraved. Mark Normand. Thanks for the great weekend. We love having you here. Nick. And then it says hilarities. Like, ch- carved in. Wow. Like, it, it, what? it must have been $8 million for this bat. A baseball bat. It's purple? It's half its purple. I don't know, guys, because that's their color. It's hilarities. Like a, like I don't a know. Cock? Yeah, it's like a big eggplant, Dick. 
So I was like, oh my God, thank you. And I got this bat, and I, now I got like a little trophy. And I'm like, I'm going to put this on my mantle. I can't wait. Thank you, Nick. And we're hugging and kissing. And then then uh, we had some drinks, and me, Chris, and Sam, the uh, the manager, Love Sam. sat in the showroom with the lights out, just one couple candles lit, and smoked weed and cigarettes and just talked about the business for like an hour and a half. And it was amazing. Wow. It was just one of those, I got a photo of it. It's one of those just like, the smoke fluffs are in the air. We're just ripping it. And can you believe this? And that guy. And the, uh, the cream rises. And I'll tell you what. We're going to be all right. You know, all that shit. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's you know, he's a manager. So he's got the inside scoop. He also books the club. So he knows who's selling, oh, who's not. It was he's great. He's scoopy. Yeah. So we just had a great weekend. So then the flight comes around. Oh, boy. Here we go. This is where it's going to take a turn for the queef. Yeah. So I got a nice noon flight, which is rare for me. I usually get out of there, but it's only an hour away by flight. Yes. So I get down to the airport, easy peasy, Japanesey. I got this big-ass purple bat sticking out of my away bag. Oh, boy. So I go through security. I got plenty of time, nice and breezy. I throw the bag up, throw the bat on, get through, put the shoes back on. I got everything but the bat. And I go, hey, excuse me, ma'am. And it was this middle-aged white coos with, like, fluffy hair, like, out of the 50s. And I hated her. She goes, uh, yeah. And I, you know, I'm hungover. I'm half in the bag. I get earpods in. So I'm like, yeah, sorry. Can I just grab that bat? She goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a, this is a club-like object. Mm. You can't bring it on the plane. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, you could club a guy with anything. Yeah. Really? And she didn't care for that. This isn't the time to get into the nitty gritty details. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, I, I, I'm just trying to get through it. I'm not really listening to her. I'm just like, oh, yeah, come on. Who cares? What are you going to do? And she goes, well, you're going to check it? And I go, yeah, I'll check it. And she goes, all right, he's going to check it. She's like talking to nobody. She's such a, so so cold. Like, I'm, she's very curt. Yes. They're, they're, they're a curt group of people. They are. I guess this government shut down. I don't know what's going on. Ah, they sucked before then. That's They'll suck true. After. Maybe they're not getting paid. And I don't know what it is. Everyone's got problems. They got but problems. But typically not a friendly gang. No, you can't reason. You can't. They don't bend at all. But I get it. They're dealing with a lot of stuff. And maybe it's very difficult. Blah, I blah, get blah. it. Yep. All right. Yep. Do your job. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So uh, I go, yeah, all right. I'll check it. She goes, all right. Well, you got to go around and go back through security and go check this. And I'm like, oh, oh come on. Jeez. Oh, man. And I look back. The line's a mile long. I'm like. Look, I'll just go. I'll just go. You you check it. And she was like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah. She's like, all right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, thank you. I'll, I'll see you at baggage claim. And I, you know, I got the ear, but I'm not really listening. So then I get on the plane, and uh, I did that thing where, you know, where you look at your seat on the app? Yes. And you go, all right, I'm a 27D. Oh, 10D is open. And you click on it, and it's zero dollars. Uh-huh. So I go, oh, I'll pop up 17 rows here. Why not? Yeah, why not? Get on the plane. I get to 10D. It's nice and cushy, real close to first class. In walks the old white trash fat lady. Oh, boy. And she's got two big carry-ons. And I go, oh, boy, what's going on here? They're full of cats. Cats? She's a cat lady. Oh, She sells cats. Pussy. Like, she sells them. She she raises them and then sells them on the black market or whatever the hell it is. She flips cats? She flips cats. Wow. She's a cat flipper. So I'm like, oh, what's going on here? She's like, do you mind if I put one under your, like, where your legs go? Oh, my God. She's got these carriers, and they're going, 
Oh, well, I don't trust a cat. It's going to fucking nip your toes off. I don't want a cat nip. So I go, ah, I need my thing. So he's like, well, I'm going to have to put it in the carry-on. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, what do I give a fuck? Yeah, well, now I'm... It's got I'm, nine lives. <laughs> I know, but now I got cat guilt. So I go, all right, fuck it. Move my feet. It's an hour and a half flight. I'll deal with it. So now... I got cat up my ass. She's got a cat up her twat, and we're ch- she won't stop chatting. She's dying. You know, you know what it is when when you feel uncomfortable, and so you overcompensate by talking. Uh-huh. You know, when you feel nervous or something, so you just keep talking. I was doing that earlier. Yes, even when you know you're at fault, you know you're at fault. So you kind of just try to talk it up to so the per like like I don't get what she's doing. You know what I mean? Like yes. she's, she's doing the thing where she's going, uh-huh. oh boy, it's hot in here. Huh? You like cats? Yeah, but she's just oh. trying to make herself feel better. God, it's cat chat. Cat chat. Cat chat fever. Yeah, and I don't care for it. I I got feline AIDS, so I'm like, all right, I don't want to talk. So I I do the ear pod. Uh huh. Still keeps talking. Oh I God. I go with sunglasses talking. What do you call that? The neck pillow. Oh, the neck pillow. So I'm wearing a neck pillow, sunglasses, and ear pods. I might as well be wearing a, a glasses with a mustache at this point. Like uh-huh. I'm, I'm hidden. I'm, I'm in cahoots. I'm uh, incognito. Incognito. Thank cahoots. you. I don't know the neck work. pillow is so much a fuck off. Well, it's kind of like, it's I'm th- going to bed, bitch. Yeah, yeah okay, it's, I'm going to bed. That's not bad. And I got sunglasses on, like, lights out. A blanket would be a nice addition. That would be nice. But you gotta get first class, get the blanket. A little hot on the plane for the blanket, but I would have done it for commitment's sake. So, uh, Jesus, she just go, oh, man, yeah, I gotta flip these cats. I'm going to Boston after Cleveland. Then I'm going to Chicago, and then I'm going to Kentucky with these cats, and I'm like... I hate the cats. Kill the cats. <laughs> Fuck cats. Boy, it makes you want to hit pause. Woo-wee. Pause. Yes. I wish she had a hairball. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So she just talked the whole flight. I couldn't get a wink, and these cats are uh, just nipping at me. And oh, I, I, I do not care for a cat. I find it very off-putting to have a cat around. And these are multiple cats next to your feet and in a, like, Six in a carrier kind of thing. They got claws, their assholes exposed, the, yeah. the tails pointing, they have sharp teeth, they're yeah. in horror movies. And they're looking at me, too, because it's just like a little net. And they got cat eyes. Yeah, cat eyes. Nine lives, cat eyes. Yeah, so finally we land, I get off the plane, and she needs help carrying the cats. The oh! whole thing. Is it funny when you hate somebody, then they ask for your help? That's like a weird moment there where you go, I want to just kill you. Ugh. So I get off the plane. Now I go, all right, I got to go to baggage claim to get my bat. Baggage claim. Thank you. I hate myself. So I go to baggage claim. There's a wait. There's something going on. And uh, so some lady goes and complains. She's like, sorry, man, there's been a problem, but we're going to get the bags to you. Freaking out. Hang on. So finally, meh, meh. All the bags come out. I mm-hmm. wait until every single one goes over, goes around. Everybody's grabbing their bag. And finally, I just stand there. I'm just watching the, the conveyor belt go around. And some guy goes, can I help you? And I go, I'm waiting for my baseball bat. And he goes, <laughs> baseball bat? He's like, you got, a t- you got a ticket? And I go, no, they didn't give me one. And he goes, well, who, t- who, who took the bat? And I go, the lady at security. And he goes, oh, they just confiscated your bat. Wow. Like, they don't, they don't check it. I was like, I think she said she was going to oh. check it. And he's like, no, they don't do that. <laughs> they don't check bats, you know? <laughs> I was like, well, wait a minute. So I just gave her my bat. He's like, well, I would call the airport, but it's Sunday, so they're not answering. So I call, then I get an Uber, and I'm calling in the Uber. I leave a message. I write an email. Finally, 
somebody answers the phone and they go, look, the baggage claim and lost and found. It's not open until tomorrow at 7 a.m. Oh, my so God. So I, I went to bed last night. I set my alarm for 6.58, had the number ready, woke up, called him at 7 a.m. or 7.02, and the guy goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We threw that out. <laughs> I go, mother fuck. So, Sam, if you're listening from Cleveland, I'm, I'm sorry. Some guy made a took the time to make a beautiful bat. With my name inscribed in it. It was so perfect. It was so thin, the lettering. I don't know how they did it. Into the wood. Oh, this is sad. I know. I wanted to put it right up on my shelf. I got a memorable shelf with with awards and trophies. and. Uh, now, you didn't swastika. foresee them not allowing you a bat on the, on the plane? Well, I had it so far tucked into the suitcase that only about six inches was hanging out of just okay. a handle. Yeah, that seems so okay. So I was like, that eh, could just be an umbrella yeah, or that something. that seems legit. Yes, legit. But it's a club-like object, which I I guess fair. you could take over the plane with a bat. I mean, you could fucking start really. I guess you could. Yeah, you could be like, you know, one of the, uh, what was the baseball gang in the movie? Uh, the Warriors. Oh, Who uh, they? oh the, the Warriors, yeah. But the Warriors weren't the baseball gang. No. There was a baseball gang that wore, like, the White Sox uniforms That's and tap bats. Yeah, they were scary. Yeah, I guess I could have, if I had it, it would have been better. Alexa, what is the baseball Warriors gang in the movie The Warriors? Oh, that's uh, not, not going to be it. Christ. Shelby, we missed Jesus you. Christ. Shut up, whore. I'll so, get it. I'll pull it up. All right, you pull it up. So either way, I lost the bat, and don't tell Nick. He'll kill me. He'll probably beat me with a bat if he finds out, because this, this thing was nice. He, he pulled out of like a velvet sock when he showed it to me. The whole thing was beautiful and painted. It was shiny. It was like the, the natural when they opened that case and they got the big bat. So I feel horrible, and I fucked up, but uh, I, don't, I can't believe they can just this woman just thought I was giving away the bat. That's so crazy to me that I was on this in the line at security, and she's like, what should I do? I was like, oh, I'll check it. I'll check it. And then I just walked away, and she was like, all right, and threw it in a dumpster. Oh, what a crazy. But maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, it sounds like there was some real miscommunication there. Oh, yeah, and I, I guess it's my fault in the end, but I didn't think that she would let me just walk away from an item like that. It's obviously an expensive item. Right. But they just threw it away. I wonder where it is, because I, I bet it's somewhere. Someone probably took it home. I think some baggage nut just said, well, I'll fucking take this bat. It's, it's a good-looking bat. Yeah. Uh, Boy, that is disappointing. Yeah. And I, it's you know, sad. It's sad. It's a trophy, basically. It's gone. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it'll it's, be... It's a bat. It's got heft. You know, it's, it's a real thing. It's not like a little gold star or something they put on the juice. Well, to batter days. Yeah, 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 yeah batter, batter up. up. Well, you'll do batter. I don't even know time. her up. All right, so uh, where are you going to be there? Well, I feel like I really uh, left on a sad note. Well, I got sad, but it's sadness is a good emotion. I think we need to have more uh, ups and downs and over and sure, outs. Some sadness, sure. some weirdness, some uh, gayness. You know, it can't that. all be just shits and ice creams and touchdowns and hand jobs you're right you're right you know you lost a bat sometimes in life you lose a bat am i right folks you got that right i always felt i remember as a kid i loved my baseball bats and i would watch a game and someone would shatter their bat i'm like aren't they devastated i would oh, cry yeah. if somebody broke my bat i thought that with guitars with like the who yeah that smashed the guitar you're like i want that fucking but bat. then you realize oh these guys are zillionaires all right well this weekend i am at bananas in hasbrook heights new jersey if you're in the tri-state area Hasbrook Heights, and uh, Valentine's Day is going to sell out anyways. But yes. uh, Friday and late show Saturday, I hit bonuses if people come out. So Ooh. buy your tickets. Hopefully you've already bought them. But uh, Hasbrook Heights this weekend at Bananas. Next weekend, Thursday, Friday, Key West, Saturday, Miami next week. Oh, That'll nice. be fun. So come on out. 
And, uh, yeah, Chipotle gift cards, Starbucks gift cards, the whole thing. We really appreciate it. Very grateful. And uh, Uber is also delightful. Yeah, I love Uber. And then the weekend after that, February 28th, March 1st and 2nd, I'm in Dallas, Fort Worth Ooh. at Hyenas. Good club. Yeah, fun times. Fort, not, not Dallas, Fort Worth. I did Dallas last time. Uh-huh. The airport is Dallas, Fort Worth. The club is in Fort Worth, Hyenas, February 28th, March 1st and 2nd. And then I'm at McGooby's in March. i got to put all these dates up. Comedian Joe List. Tweet out the court and leave a nice note or comment. Give it a thumbs up and hit the Patreon. Three bucks a month. Fucking live episodes up the ass. Bonuses. All Can't the queefs are great. There's a lot, a lot of bonus stuff on there. You're, so go hit it. You're crazy for not getting on it. It's a doozy. And go to Merch Pump. I think we have new fans since the t-shirts oh. have come out. The t-shirts, every once in a while, someone will buy some shirts and remind us. Go to merchpump.com slash Tuesdays with stories. Get a Tuesday shirt. We have the Rainbow Tuesday shirt. And yes, uh, a lot of fun stuff one. on there. Yeah, there's a cool Chipotle one that Diego uh, designed. So go get them. Merchpump.com slash Tuesdays. Tell them some things there. Uh, well, I would like to see you out and about. I've noticed the, uh, this is going to sound douchey, but the, the gift cards have waned a bit. They sure did. So uh, I get it. I uh, I know it's a little pricey to come out to a show and be gay, so uh, I understand. But hey, if you can swig it, we love you. Chicago really might have the record for the oh, amount yeah. of uh, gifts we got. But God love you. I just want to see you and hug you and take a gay photo. So uh, this week I'm in Raleigh at Good Nights, one of my faves down in North Carolina. Then Syracuse, you know how I feel about it. Come on out to the mall, folks. Lord knows we're going to need some gays. God bless you. Helium in Philly, my all-time favorite club. Philadelphia Helium. Please come. Let's sell out some Jews. <laughs> High five some gays and uh, really live it up. South by Southwest, I just got asked to do. I'll be there Friday and Saturday in Austin. Then, Wait, what days are you there? That's uh, 8th and 9th of March. Ah, You going? I'm there in April. Ah, Oh, yeah. Cap, Cap, Cap City? City, April oh. 4th. My birthday, April 4th, 5th, and 6th. I forgot that date. Come oh, to that. Nice. All right, then I'm in Royal Oak, Michigan. I know you came and saw this fatty, so come see this Jew in uh, Michigan there. And then uh, we're in Vegas at the Rio Comedy Cellar. Then uh, Comedy Club on State recording an album. That's one of the best clubs in the country. And uh, we need some of my own people there because uh, I don't want to scare the locals with Puerto Rican jokes. And Laughing Skull Atlanta. Love Atlanta. Then it's Good Friday. Then I'll be uh, maybe opening for a few guys, if you know what I mean. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the news on that later. Somebody's doing a European tour. Ooh. And then uh, Bananas in Hasbrook Heights. And uh, check the website, marknormancomedy.com. And uh, live your dreams. Blow your mom. And uh, praise Allah. We love you. Thank Godspeed. you. We love you. Right, thanks. Bye. Over. No.